Greetings, rogues and weary travelers. You are listening to the Going Rogue Gaming Podcast. The Grog Pod, a roguelike podcast about roguelike games. I will be your guide. Through my words, you will experience the land of Elfenheart. From the mighty mountains that border the goblin wastelands to the sewers that run like a spiderweb through the city of Jendor, I, podcast listeners, will be your eyes. I will be everyone you meet, every creature you encounter, every trap you spring. And with me on this adventure, and, and with me on this podcast, <laughs> are our chosen adventurers. You can't do adventure twice in the same sentence. Right. You can fame and glory. Oh, that'd be uh, me, uh, Will Wright. I'm your, uh, what am I? I'm a flame elemental automatically winning all your battles for you. I'm Colin. I was going to say I'm your disappointed DM, but uh sounds like we have an enthusiastic DM. So I'll just be, uh, I'll be Hulk, your half-work fighter with a uh, frost axe. Uh, today, this week, we're talking Low Magic Age, released uh, January 10th, 2017. This is, ironically, our third 2017 uh, year game in a row after Warsim and Cogbind. So I think we're... We're kind of on a hot streak uh, as well. Um, you can find Low Magic Age on Steam and GOG, good old games. Uh, this was developed by Low Magic Studios, who, as far as I can tell, I think is a team of two people. But I think one guy basically did all the programming. Uh, and well, I like, OK, there, there's a lot of writing in this game, too, that deserves credit. But uh, very, it's very small team uh, with no, various artist credits as well. Uh, more stats. Low Magic Age pulls in on our stat sheet at the 186th most popular roguelike. Are you kidding on, me? On Steam. That's what the data says. I can't I can't argue with the numbers here. 2,760 total reviews and the 91st percentile in terms of popularity. Uh, Will. <coughs> the summary? You have, been, you have uh, run afoul of some miscreants in the uh, in the market. And uh, and you have to roll for initiative with a one-sentence description of what one does in Low Magic Age. Oh, it's a, it's D&D combat. And that's about as short a sentence as you can make because uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. The whole game is just all of what is only D&D combat, like all, all the other, everything else trimmed away and then like a big open world where you wander around and do the same fucking thing over and over and over and over again. Specifically D&D 3.5. Oh, I don't know the details. These two nerds over here, they know more about the the D&D world than I do. It's based off the 3.5 OGL, so uh, with some things modified. Um, And just for those who don't know myself, uh, what that means, like versus like 3.5. Open open games license. 3.5 is the one that was, there was a, right now, the D&D that's out that that most people, including your your other two hosts, uh, Scott and I, we play 5e. Uh, there was 4E, which is like the bastard child that everyone hated. Uh, and then 3.5 was the like super crunchy edition that was before that. So that if you were from like, what was it? 2000, I think. Was it 3.5? Wait, does this affect like the spells that are available or like what happens when you have like initiative? Like, I don't know, like what the dice rolls? What is, is it? Is it just that the spreadsheets are bigger or? Uh, the spreadsheets are bigger. Uh, like, I don't know what that how means. How many? <laughs> I was almost half joking with that, but then I remembered like, oh yeah, D&D is just a bunch of spreadsheets, isn't it? I'm going to look up. I mean, I love feats. a good spreadsheet, but. 
uh, I think in uh, okay, so there are like thousand feats. There's like a I can't remember where I need to find this list. There's there's like hundreds and hundreds of feats in 3.5, and in 5e there are not that many. It's like well, my, char- my characters were all humans, so they only had two feats. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, uh, no, well, technically, okay. you played what was it like a robot monk, so you could have had more than two feet. But oh, I mean, yeah, back when I when I tried the the D and D, yeah. <laughs> so, so the first the first talking point that I have in my huge Google Doc here is related to. So uh, we kind of talked that this is a a D and very much a D and D game, uh, but I think like it probably bears expanding on like like maybe game game D versus in like real life D? is that worth expanding on do we think yeah so i mean i think the biggest so so maybe like okay we'll back up a bit for if you are one of the three listeners who has downloaded this podcast accidentally and you've never heard of what dungeons and dragons is before and you're wondering why we keep joking about spreadsheets and uh robot monks and uh, ice wizards what like what even is dungeons and dragons normally i guess i mean it's part of the tabletop role-playing genre it's the 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 originator of most of them uh you know it is a world run and controlled by a literal human being handcrafting the world for their players to run around in doing all the voices being creative, hand sculpting the battles, uh, doing silly voices, and you running the, voices. the combat, <laughs> which is you like the voices. The running the combat, which is intrinsically not that good, but you you wrap it up with all the other fun stuff. And you have mm. a person like gently pressing on all the levers to make sure that it's a fun and interesting experience. Um, and then you have something like this which is imagine you took that mediocre combat and you got rid of all of the flavor and you just had mediocre combat um and i it is interesting because like there are dnd based games out there that are good baldur's gate is an amazing game um but i think that baldur's gate succeeds despite the dnd combat system not necessarily because of it mm-hmm. um like dnd is built for humans playing with other humans and spend it it's like combat in, in normal D takes a really long time mm-hmm. like people are talking and trying to decide things you get like three rounds of combat and then it's over because that's already taken an hour and a half mm-hmm. which is just uh, you couldn't you could not do that for a video game and have it be interesting Right. Especially if you're six people, you're just like, eh, I don't know. Just go go hit that thing. That's definitely going to be the best move. And when you talk about combat in D&D, it is basically just, well, like, it's it's more than this. But it is effectively just a bunch of grids. And a lot of times you'll see, like, people roll out, like, a giant uh, thing of graph paper onto a table 
and there'll be like little little miniature figures that are moving around and you know you have to position them and you have to make sure that you know oh i don't want to get surrounded by rats or have this giant slime encase me and then i'm out of combat or something like that so there's like i guess like a reasonable tactical element to it well and i think the biggest difference between something like playing D with a dm and playing a game like this is the the extras the things that are happening within combat but outside of it like hey dm can i can can the 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 druid that transformed or the the bard that transformed into a dinosaur can he pick me up in his mouth and throw me at the flying dragon <laughs> like that's not and they're like yeah you know what that sounds fucking awesome uh-huh. let's do it i'm gonna totally allow you to do that and of course uh, that's in this game too because it's all combat focused right of course yes the the you know the mouth uh mouth throw dinosaur option uh you have to get the feet for it specifically though mm-hmm. um no but like there's there's like the things in in normal D that make it interesting are the 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 nuances and the the stakes the stakes of the battle are there's almost always like a reason you're fighting a reason that you're doing something at least in in modern D um like like I've read stuff like maybe the the old like Gary Gygax edition one was just like they're just dungeon crawling and grinding for gold, but mm-hmm. that has not been my experience with D and D in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. So, low magic age is very interesting. I think this game may have uh, fooled us into covering it on a roguelike podcast because I don't think did. there's anything <clears throat> particularly roguey about this game other than i guess grid-based movement question mark uh there's there's various elements that um much like pornography you know roguiness in a game is like you know when you see it it's hard to define but you know when you see it uh be it procedural generation or permadeath or you know um run-based systems um very few of which are integral to the gameplay experience here. But I think this, I think Low Magic Age is better described under the genre of like a party-based RPG. So maybe yeah. something like, like a Divinity Original Sin, like a Pillars of Eternity or, you know, possibly a Baldur's Gate game, but uh, <laughs> less of a focus on story uh more of a focus on combat and i guess like more i think if if you were like we we've said earlier that this is basically just a D combat simulator and i think that it if you build it as such i think it does what it says on the tin pretty well but you know like colin that you were saying D in irl is so much more of like a an experience beyond just spreadsheets bumping into each other. Yeah, and it's like D and D is optimized for a different thing. Like it's optimized for people playing it in real life, uh, in real time, interacting with each other. Like you wouldn't build a computer game with the same stuff in exactly the same way for the most part like there's there's so many things that you can do with a computer that's super easy like you can start getting into the weird nitty-gritty of like percentiles and Mm -hmm. extra things that 
if you tr- if you're trying to do stuff like that in real life dnd it just it starts getting too bogged down and uh you know you don't have time for like oh billy over there's gonna just uh he's gonna spend the next half an hour trying to like optimize how he wants to put this on his on uh on his character or like yeah they were just counting dice i mean like that at some point that's just like right. this is like oh you gotta keep rolling counting does this win does that win um but i'll offer offer this as like a a way that maybe this this could be cool if it had the chat gpt plugin right are we are we mm, being like as soon yeah. as like D like has like this would be the visual game and then on mm-hmm. the other side it's just like you're in the middle of combat you're like hey can i can I have the dinosaur like throw me and then the, the chat gpt is like hmm well i'm a dm and uh yeah i think that's cool so there you go like let's just do yeah. a roll for it i think that's right that's on the horizon but that's not this game yeah and i think that it's definitely not this game as far as i can tell this game doesn't have a story no, it has like a tutorial, which yeah. is just like to walk you through some of the, the main mechanics, which felt like a story, but is absolutely not. And then it's just like once you get to the end of that, and I know because I think out of all of us, I play I played it for like almost 20 hours. I I mean I say played and I have I feel <laughs> I feel the need to to like you farmed uh, those steam cards for 20 hours. No, I need to like say that I really guys I didn't play it that much. I just had it on the side <laughs> of my screen. I, I wasn't that involved in the, because it was just it, it was really bad and I just kind of had it on the side of my screen and, and most of the time it's just like an auto battler where if you just hit space and uh then everyone just kind of fights and you're kind of like and you know watch YouTube or scroll Reddit or something like oh yep they look I won there we go moving mm-hmm. on and I just kept hoping there would be something more in the game but um somehow i made it to the end of 20 hours without finding that yeah there's so there's there's i guess two major uh options that you have in this game one is the arena mode and then one is the adventure mode and i think if this game like what was it i I was trying to do research badly badly on this game uh just to try to like wait does that mean you were trying to do research in a way that was not good or you were trying very hard i mean maybe maybe a mix of both for this game (laughs) Uh, because like this this game i think would benefit greatly from a a wiki uh so like you could try to try to like grok more about what's happening but like Maybe the actual wiki for this game is just the D&D 3rd edition rulebook that you just want to go go down your local game store and, and buy. Um, but but yeah, like doing the research for this game was was super difficult because it was it was very hard to find any any active info about this game other than like the Steam forums, which I think are, are active but weren't quite what I was looking for in terms of like what do you do in this game? What's all the stuff? um arena adventure mode and i guess maybe to to a certain extent um character building like if you just wanted to build out like a character sheet um which is super in-depth but arena we've we've kind of touched on combat dnd style combat and the arena mode in this game is very much just forget everything else this is just straight up combat there's not even like um a I guess I'm I'm thinking of some some kind of story hook or something to like draw you through of like well why am I why am I doing the arena mode exactly what I I did not touch it at all what level characters do you have in it can you build any level character <laughs> um, character level building in this game is super weird and frust- needlessly frustrating I think uh-huh. uh, arena mode 
let's see if I remember. I think you you start with like a pre-generated uh, party of six that I think are all level ones, but you like you start in uh, various like phases of the arena, and like your first phase is fighting level one monsters, so it's it's even footing. But mm-hmm. when you start up a game here, uh, and you just jump into arena mode, you have like random dudes. You can uh, you can build your own party from characters that you've created. Uh, or you can you can like swap people in and out so like you have reasonable levels of flexibility there um but the thing that i found super frustrating like needlessly frustrating so was jumping into a dnd game the first thing first thing i wanted to do was well obviously i'm going to recreate our dnd party that we have and send them on all sorts of wacky adventures in this game uh and then i w- kept scratching my head when i was like okay well why is it not letting some of these characters in uh there's a thing i don't know if this is so uh this might be a third edition rule thing um there's a zillion house rules in this game where it just tweaks it ever so slightly so that it uses low magic age house rules of well like monster bonuses every two levels use blah and um the the super frustrating one is where if you build a character um it's a level and it's a level adjustment is what it is. So uh, I built out a, uh, a a paladin, I guess human because giant or the giant option was available. Uh, tried to build out Wolmash uh, and he started off as like a level one plus one. And then same mm. thing with Hjolthren, who I also couldn't uh, get to be uh, chaotic evil for some reason. Uh, he could like... Paladins can only be lawful good in this game, which, anyway, third edition stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm I just mean, gonna... older editions, you used to, like, if you stopped being good or lawful, I can't remember, it was either lawful good or one of those combinations, you'd just be like, you can't be a paladin anymore. Mm-hmm. You just which, get kicked out of being a paladin. I guess, like, uh, to balance that out, I did set uh, uh, Hjolthren's, uh character avatar as, like, one of these, like, devilish ghoul uh characters like okay well at least it's like halfway there but trying to like build the characters and you know i'm like okay got all of our characters built i've got umbariel in there i've got uh odom i've got switch these are all, these are all of the members of the party uh in our D <laughs> campaign so and i was like all right set forth let's start adventuring and then it was like eh, can't do it uh you know some of these people in your party are too high of level i'm like what what are you talking about i just made them um, depending on certain character traits, it's like, oh, actually this paladin here is level two to start off with. Or this troll character that you build. Uh, Shimmy couldn't be, you know, a, a, a walking artificial uh, sentient suit of armor. It had to be a troll in this game, unfortunately. Sorry, Shimmy. Um, but started off at level seven. And I guess like, <laughs> I yeah, exactly. I I understand the game balance being totally broken if you have like a level seven troll in your party to start with and you're just clubbing people into the ground. But come on, man. I mean, like, that's got to be the first thing that people are going to do when they pick up this game is like, I want to make my D&D party and I want to send them on wacky adventures. Well, I didn't want to make a D- my D&D party because I don't play that, but like, 
I went for the trolls too. I, I went I went for six trolls right away. I'm like, I'm gonna spend <laughs> 30 minutes handcrafting these trolls with these very specific traits. I'm like, yes, six trolls. How much fun is this gonna be? And then I got to that like start, and it's just like, eh, sorry, we, no. we, I can't allow you to do that because you're, it's too high level. I'm just like, mm-hmm. why didn't you tell me that before I spent 30 minutes on like building so, all these things? It's so, so frustrating. You can't to even the, get those trolls. Well, to the game's credit, you can turn that off. There is in the house rules section that's like a mile long list of like constitutional legalese. Right, right. I read, but you could, but then you're just overpowered. They don't have it. They don't have the ability to balance the game towards that starting character, like auto level scaling or something. You can't right, start yeah, out like with start a baby everyone, troll. Start everyone with like either yeah. Start everyone else at level seven or like mm. start like you know nerf the trolls until you, I don't know. That's all I wanted was to troll people. So troll a diaper. Uh. So yeah. So arena mode uh you can you can build up your party from like the character creation stuff they all have to be well you know again if you turn that rule off uh you can jam them all together and and put them into a end by end grid of squares where some of the squares are difficult terrain and you can't maneuver around a rock or something but it is a a series of five fights with one boss battle at the end and you have options to like level up and rest between hand. You can visit a shop. Like it seems pretty, pretty well crafted if um if the only thing that you were interested in was I just want to go in and I just want to fight some monsters in a DD rule set. You're done. You got kind of everything you need. But as I was going through this, uh <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to test a couple things. I wanted to test a how broken summoners were, and b how far could the the huge oversight our our in real life D and D party get on just auto battle mode, and who would make it further? So I had a race <laughs> between the summoners and like the the first wave that I did, I, I put all the summoners on auto attack, which is not auto spell by the way. Right, that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they got they got uh, clobbered after maybe like three of the easiest rounds. Unsurprisingly, yeah. I did another uh, playthrough with all summoners where I first summoned all the elementals and then hit the auto run button, and they got further. But I think they still did not get past the first boss. Um, or no, the uh, they beat they beat the wave one boss, but then lost uh, the next immediate uh, round after that. Um, the huge oversight party was defeated by the wave one boss. So uh, unsurprisingly, mm. our, our in real life D&D party, probably not as powerful as a clan stack of all summoners who need to spend all their gold to rest in between fights. But arena mm. mode, yeah, is is kind of like 85% of the core game here, I think, just in terms right. of its functionality and what else is kind of going on and the other 15 percent of the adventure mode game is like procedurally generated dungeons uh which is just a series of fights but also picking locks finding traps <laughs> and traps, uh, locks, de- traps defusing and... the traps that's the literally those are the three things that happen in a dungeon is you enter a room and there are monsters you go down a hallway and there's a trap that you search for and you either find or do not find. And then you try and defuse that trap. Or there's like a chest in a wall. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I mean, 
I guess I didn't do that many, but that's all I found. No, that's that's all there is. There's no like you go into a room and you're like, I look what's in this room. It's like it is a gray square box (laughs) with a picture of a of a helmet, I think. Yeah, a helmet. Yeah. And then if you had already beaten some monsters in there, it's like some monsters with a X over them. So what's interesting here is uh, Darkest Dungeon came out a year before this game. And admittedly, uh, the game Darkest Dungeon, very well-regarded roguelike, has lots of dungeon diving. And I I thought it felt similar here, but profoundly less interesting because there's just like not as much like stuff. And in Darkest Dungeon, you're kind of navigating through like these maze-like corridors in a similar fashion but there's like there's encounters around the corner like i don't like if you feel like a very much sense of foreboding and dread of like okay do i want to push my luck going down this hallway a little more oh hey there's like a thing to interact with okay here i was very disappointed to see that it's only traps or only is it only traps that you encounter in hallways traps and chests traps and chests okay and um, you have to pick pick them regardless. So you get, you click a button that just says, I mean, it's just a really a, if you just had an auto clicker, it would take you through the whole dun- dungeon. I mean, yeah, but like that kind of uh, procedural, like top down uh, dungeon maze navigation, I had high hopes for because I was like, well, Darkest Dungeon kind of does it in a similar manner. I'm, I'm curious to see what here is, but you're right. It's just like, literal empty rooms where it's not even like equipment or like lore drops or anything about the world. Um, and I, I chalked that up at first, be like, okay, it's, it's procedural generation. The world is procedurally generated question mark. Uh, so it's probably hard yeah. to like get all those things to line up. It's but from, yeah. I think the, the thing is, I think this game is fundamentally not finished. Like it's been in early access since 2017 and it is technically an early access. And like, if you go look at the, the development priorities from the dev, it's basically, I want to get every single combat thing done perfectly before I even start on the campaign. And I think that it's a game that's not finished masquerading as a game that's playable. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a, some, it's a, a, someone who has effectively recreated the, a, 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 a moderately okay D 3.5e combat simulator mm-hmm. and then built the thinnest of shell the thinnest skin of a world in which to go fight monsters and no hook or reason to do so well i can give you like a, i can give you some some of the details for like what that looks like which is like not much um Please. because uh, i actually finished all the quote unquote campaign which is essentially it, it guides you to make sure you know how to cut down trees because this is an element that we haven't talked about is trees oh, right, yeah, and the... mining and then like crafting Ooh. some of the stuff huh, right i didn't I, even get that talk about mining because it looked so incredibly boring that <laughs> once i looked it up i was like i can't imagine even doing this once Right. And like, so, so you need some trees because you need wood and you have to mine. Like there's a whole bunch, there's all kinds of diversity of things, but like the experience is you have to like, you pay for the rights to a mine, you go into it 
and then you highlight some rocks and then your dude just kind of goes over there and automatically mines them and, and mines it all out. And then there's a percent chance that you like mine a thing or not. And so I guess in some ways, like a runescape sort of like, you know, uh, experience where you're just like, yep, I'm going to sit here and wait for you to finish mining all this stuff. <laughs> and then like it, once you get all the stuff, though, it's just like everything is a percent chance of failure and you suck at the beginning. Actually, you suck pretty much all the way through. Like I'm pretty sure they have the level system and all the mining and all the crafting is like very much not focused on at all because mm -hmm. there's like a 17% or like at the beginning, like a 17% chance that you make like the item that you want. And if you want to make the really nice stuff, it was like a 1% chance, a 0% chance. And I'm just like, I didn't actually calculate it out, but I'm guessing it'd be something like 20 hours of just grinding through mining in order to like have a good chance of getting like a high end item, but you mm. just come across the high end items while you're like fighting stuff naturally. So it's just like, why would anyone go through all the effort to just to get this stuff in the most boring way? It's like, there's no balance to it whatsoever. And it's just like the most boring mechanic conceivable. Yeah, um, it's, it's the classic more things is not better. <laughs> like, add uh, more systems to your game. Add more objects. Add more items. Add more playable races. It's like, at a certain point, one more thing is a detriment mm -hmm. to your game. Even if it's a good thing, like, it's just more complicated, more clutter. And these are not good things. It's, it's like, like this person has no idea like about game design and like how like, like difficulty oh, and challenge curves and like it feels like they're like oh we're supposed like crafting that's a thing that we're supposed to have in games <laughs> that's that, that is what it feels like yeah <laughs> oh well i guess you should be able to get my like oh you, we should probably implement some sort of economy how about you go to towns and a random things on sale and you buy that and you go to a different town and sell it for slightly more money it's like that's not fun games have quests let's put some quests in what do people quest for? And that was the other thing is like, so, so in addition to like get someone who can mine and smelt or like mine and craft is like the main, like guild, like quest thing. Then it was also, uh, once you're done with all that, they're like, just go out adventuring is like uh -huh. your quest. And like you, you go to a town or whatever and they'll like have the bar and I'll have like four different things. And it's just like, yeah, go to this nearby thing and kill a thing or like go, take this person to that thing. And it's just like kind of the traditional, like sort of like, you know, escort missions, kill the things missions. And so you go and you do the thing, you come back and they pay you a little bit of money. And it's just like, okay, that's the game. Like your your game is to go from town to town to town, like kind of Witcher-esque style. Mm -hmm. so let me solve your problems. And then you, there's almost nothing that comes of it. Like there's no, the game doesn't develop, like the, the world doesn't advance. There's no meta progression. It's just, here's something to do. That, that you know, it's just kind of like, a, here's a very, slight reason to do anything whatsoever and it, mm -hmm. that always felt lame like for, for me the fun was always what's the hardest level of thing that i can fight right now and like let me just give me some challenge and so i, I test like can i go into the level 10 thing when i have like level five dudes no no you can't there's the answer to that nope fought a level three thing and i'm just like do 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 didn't realize it was level three thought it was level two and then like oh no my all my people are dead yep <laughs> i lost four out of six people and the last was just like i had four people surrounding one bad guy chipping away while it just was like it did it did mm -hmm. and i'm just like i can't i i think i'm gonna lose because i'm doing one percent damage with every hit and i only or have like, a yeah, just percent chance of hit yeah yeah like and that oh, was okay and that was so, a big problem. So, and what's interesting about that too is like, 
sure like you can you can get like pummeled to death and like a big comp a big component of roguelikes is death and like okay like you lose your stuff that's great i've like progressed in some sort of fashion to advance a, a thing maybe but here i don't think there's anything like that where it's like it, in in like invisible ink or like an xcom like game you know your your dudes get brutalized and they're dead oh no but you know you've made advancements in some sort of meta progression to like oh well, i can go and replace them with dudes from this uh tavern nearby but like if they've if they're dead, I'm guessing they've lost all of their equipment too. And no, no that's like, no. there's no, there's no permanent. You go to town, you pay a small fee and anyone who was dead comes back. Oh, really? Alternatively, <laughs> you only have two people left and you can't carry all the gear oh, right. <laughs> that's on your other downed party members. And so you have to start throwing away valuable items like your plate mail because it's too heavy. Mm. And so you can drag your friend's corpses back to the town to revive them. Makes um, a lot of sense. Would a is a is a large missing component of low magic age? I mean, I think like there's there's an interesting thing about the adventure mode, which pretty clearly is unfinished, but I think has potential. In that, a if it was procedurally generated, like if it was different every time, and if there was some long term, like what's my goal that I'm reaching for? Like, those are kind of, like, the bare minimum things that we need to attach to. But, like, I was thinking through, like, well, what's, like, what's something that would, like, really help to elevate the adventure mode and really kind of, like, bring this to be a much more fully fleshed out product? Um, would the adventure mode in this game be, like, suited well from, like, a Warsim-esque, like, back end to it? I, I I was just thinking like what, like a, the if the epic narrative which has been the most successful of all time is save the world and it's mm -hmm. like Lord of the Rings where like the start of the game is like essentially the orc invasion or and like and now like they're on the overworld you can actually actively see them advancing and so your job is to like push them back and like to actually use some kind of strategy with like you know helping set up defenses in certain places and like just and then the tactically getting in there and actually like winning some of the actual fights i could see how that might work mm. but um i I'm feel not. like the combat is okay is merely fine it's not even, and, i don't even know if it's that <laughs> and it, yeah it is it is a moderately complemented co competently implemented combat system and i don't think that we have enough information to judge whether or not a adventure mode would be good hmm. it's as it like there's so little work that has been done on it that it's uh, it's it's the same as if you just give a random person like write me a story i don't know it's probably is it going to be good i have absolutely no way of knowing i this person could be a could write beautiful video game poetry uh, uh the finest game of all time and they just haven't started doing it yet mm -hmm. like i don't know because there's no there's nothing that has been put in to suggest one way or the other it's just a it's a hollow shell yeah i remember when we were playing through war sim like one thing that was kind of lost on me for that game was like being able to like see see like the world and my place in it and to some degree there's a little bit of that in there 
This almost feels like the complete opposite end. We're like, okay, I can see the world. I can see my place in it. And like literally nothing else is happening. Yeah. Which is a shame because like, I feel, I feel like the uh, item or the, the location descriptions in this game are super cool and like would want me to be like, Yes, I would love to explore the Five Elders Boneyard or the Shadow Mine or the Archmage's Altar or the Nevernight Grotto. Like these all sound like really awesome locations. Right. They're all like, exactly for the example, Collinville. There is a place called Collinville oh. or Chadton. Cool. <laughs> these are all like and and like yeah, they're if, all the, they're all the same. Yeah, like that's that's the really disappointing thing is like you go into the stone giants mausoleum and it's just going to be the exact same workflow of like gray squares connected with like smaller gray squares to each other click okay uh explore that room there's a monster go fight him in this like 50 by 50 grid and you know you have your like your tactical fight in there but like to what end like in service of what what's like the ult- ultimate goal that i'm doing this for other than to, to fill all of your your item slots <laughs> Because yeah, it's it's actually incredibly like I was very curious. That's actually what kind of what got me into the first like five hours. It's like uh-huh. okay, I've been like my guys are like leveling up, but like I still don't have a helmet for all my dudes. Like I still don't have like an amulet. Like yeah, it's crazy how long that took to like get that stuff. And so that was my goal for a long time. Was just like, can I get just some base level stuff? Like I don't even like. I know we played Diablo 4 beta over the weekend and it's funny how different that is because you start off with like a couple things but then like immediately everything gets filled up and you're constantly getting new stuff to like mm-hmm. replace it and like that's I mean like that's what Diablo is it's like a loot game essentially but like they could have learned a little bit about um, the reward schedules and uh, how to create something addictive by implementing <laughs> some of the learnings from Diablo um, because yeah. they've definitely mastered that. But like that's that's not the way D&D works and that's right. one of the things like D&D isn't a loot generator. You find your rewards in other places. And the friends you make along the way. And like the battle system does not fundamentally does not have room. Like the best thing that you can get is like plus three. So you've got Mm. three, three increments of rewards and like you go from a D6 to a D8 worth of damage. And like, that's it. That's the entirety of the increase. Hmm. Like you've run out, you've run out, you've got four possible options for a sword, maybe a little bit more. Maybe it's like, oh, you can add a little bit extra damage or, or something else. But like there, the the room to scale is just not there. And that's fine for D&D because you're getting better at other things. And it's not really about the, the combat. It's about the the journey um mm-hmm. and if you don't have a journey um mm-hmm. the combat's not enough and this is like if this game is is built as a D combat simulator i feel like there needs to be more like like there needs to be more with that right of like right now it's just a DD fight through five levels of monster simulator it's not even so much of like okay i'm gonna put uh shimmy versus umbarial in a one-on-one combat against each other and hit the auto battle button and see who comes out on top like that could be cool but in this it's like literally just okay i'm going to like create a party of my people and fight against the computer which i guess is is fine but i'm thinking of something like um i'm sure neither of you have played totally accurate battle simulator before i have yes okay so like that that's like the silly 
like goofy version of what I'm thinking of where like you have scenarios of like here are like three summoners and you know you have like five warriors you got to figure out like the tactical positioning to like beat them and solve the puzzle basically um that would be more interesting uh I was going to ask like Colin because you set up like all of our D&D stuff for us like is there is there like a a non low magic aid <laughs> D&D combat simulator that you reference when you're set like theorizing about combat encounters I'm like okay maybe I'll I'll put five lava spirits over here and you know mm. we'll put like three water water guys over here no nope, that's already too many enemies it's too slow you guys <laughs> fight like two things because it's like hard to run many many monsters to like like everything in my mind for D is about streamlining combat as much as possible uh and making it feel epic like and feel like a cool thing and maybe making up new mechanics that are entirely unrelated to uh like like making up mechanics is what makes the fights fun like okay cool you've got the base system now what if the bad guy could just make the floor ice or shoot <laughs> lava out of the ground like these are things that are outside of the the, the base system mm. and like that's what spices up the combat um just throwing a couple more goons in there all it does is Higher slow goons. yeah it just slows combat down and that's i guess fine and if you're just you could, you're you're treating it as an auto battler which mm -hmm. That's always a bad sign for your video game if I'm having more fun by let it just like watching my guys go and fight than true. It... Dota ah, okay, that's fair. is that's a fair. great game. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. It's a bad it's a bad sign though if if I can't be bothered to click through the beginning of it. And so I'll just auto battle <laughs> until they get in position because I'm just like, oh, it's too much work to move all these people. Right. Well, I mean, like, there's there's something there was for me, like, as that extreme optimizer, like, I wanted to know, like, what is the perfect combination? Obviously, I went to extreme with all the trolls. I couldn't do that. And so um, I ended up, after, like, losing a couple of times, just letting my guys all die and not worrying about it, I'm like, okay, obviously, summoners are the best, but, like, you have to have some, like, ability. you have to have one guy to tank. Because if you get mm -hmm. in a small room and they just walk up to you right away, mm -hmm. your summoners just, like, get wiped. And so four summoners, one fighter, and then one uh, cleric. And I'm pretty sure that's like the best scenario. And so, and you make sure to get in the initiative buffs on all your summoners. So that way, the very first, they have a higher chance of going first. You cast four sum and summons and they just go out. And then you, that's when you hit space. And even though you can apply more magic on higher level dudes, if you need to like get a little extra lightning or something on them, you just sit back then and then it all plays out. But that's, that was, I'm pretty sure the optimal strategy for all, for like 90% of fights. And then for that last 10% where you get a hard bit dude, you just drop the rest of your magic on him and that was always fine because you could always just like rest if you needed to or like leave the dungeon like if you're like deep in the dungeon it's like there's no penalty at all to just leave the dungeon sit on top of it rest for the night go back in and resume <laughs> yeah um, uh i have two final small notes mm -hmm. one uh music was uh surprisingly good oh okay um, yeah continue with that i actually I thought the music was pretty good uh and it got stuck in my head today and mm -hmm. i was i thought it was incongruous with everything else like it's like oh this music's like not not too shabby at all you didn't get annoyed by like the the singing woman just constantly with the high pitch uh, uh you know whining almost eh. <laughs> I guess, you, you know I why the music is so good i don't know why it uses the same music as warson 
in some what? parts, in some parts. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Yeah, I was, this a, I was this like, open I was going sourced? through. So, uh, uh, you know, subscribers to the YouTube channel will will see that I uploaded a video for uh, sound editing purposes later of like uh, sampling from uh, the the battle music. So there's like an op- another house ruler option that you can set of like, you know, make sure to turn on like epic battle music for normal fights or something. Um, and I was like. You know, like the the music that you have playing at like the start of uh, of the main menu, and I think for the main overworld in the adventure mode, is, is pretty good. And it's, it's exactly what you would think of for a, an indie fantasy game setting. And then I'm like, look, listening through the battle music, I'm like, why does this sound so familiar? I've heard this before somewhere. Surely, it is the um, it's one of the sound uh, soundtrack pieces from War Sim that is like and it, in warsim it's like like the super low bit like 8 8 bit version of it that i think oh, okay yeah i didn't have that one on like put put through like a a like dot wav converter to put into <laughs> the game to meet to meet like the criteria but like i was like oh my god this is just it's this exact it's the exact exact same music from warsim and these granted, games okay, they're two sides of the same coin <laughs> they are uh I think our our rankings will will kind of bear that out a little bit, but um, but yeah, like, and I'm like, okay, like, surely they did not rip off from Warsim. I'm pretty sure they both independently went to the same free, like, like royalty free music website to like go and get it. But I thought it was really funny that like it was, uh, it's much higher quality in this game, um, but. It, like it almost sort of felt encapsulating or like emblematic of this game in general. Like this game like feels very high quality. It, it like it pretty bug free as far as I can tell. Like playing around with it, uh, interface generally very nice and clean, but like it doesn't it doesn't have that soul like at all to it, which is the exact opposite from from Warsim, where like you have the same music combining to it. That was really really funny. Warsim is also too much soul maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Best game. <laughs> all soul, no body. It's just a disembodied soul. Um, disembodied gambling simulator. Yeah. My my other note is uh, this uses Vancy and magic, which is the you have to pre-select how many spell slots you want or how many mm. spells you want for each spell. And I feel like just having spell slots is an objectively better way of doing it. And I'm glad that Five E does that. And Vancy and magic isn't used in games anymore. Mm. It makes me feel like I'm just for like uh, I am an intrinsic hoarder, and this makes me hoard spells even harder. And I just found that I wouldn't use spells because what if I need to use the spell at another time? I don't like it. Hmm. No, I was just dropping summons, and like you never you never run out because you can always just rest whenever you need. Yeah. So I never felt that. I, well, I, I didn't. Being... I didn't have. I probably just didn't get far enough in the game to do summons. I summoned like one thing. That's fair enough. You, I mean, if I was wise, I would have been done after like a few hours. I put uh, in, I put in four hours, and I was yeah, like, "You're the wisest uh, of us." Then, and that was about the like, yeah, you know, I feel like I've gotten my time's worth out of this. I don't want to play it anymore. Well, do we want to? Uh, do we want to move on to rankings next? Sure. Uh, I want to apologize though for for like uh, having 
picked this or like i mean i was fooled i think i mean like <laughs> well, we, I think we, all know, we, we all were all, we were all fooled <laughs> it looked like a, it looked like it was going to be into the breach or like it looked like a tactical game like that's uh -huh. what i was like right. oh look there you know you know war sim was very much like not that it's, you know very story or whatever and like here we go tactics and so i just i didn't do enough research and so that was my bad i didn't know if it was going to be good but i was excited to try it out yeah it's like oh cool fun D, &D simulator with no story I, like who would have thought so <laughs> i expected it to have like a generic fantasy story which mm -hmm. i gotta, know what? gotta save that princess i can i can do that like oh the demons are invading they've stolen the princess go get the princess back okay fine sure just just give me a generic anime uh generic fantasy i'll, I'll play it um I, I I have it. I'll go first. I have it as that 13 out of 16. Um, it's below. Uh, it's a valley without wind is my number 11 one. And that is the the cutoff for uh, games that I actually played and didn't just wash out of. Mm -hmm. So it is below the threshold of I didn't want to play this game anymore. And I just don't. I just like, eh. I, there's more stuff to do, but I don't want to play it. Uh, would not recommend. Uh, maybe, maybe if they finish the game eventually, it'll be worth looking at again. But I, I like five years into early access, I feel like I, I'm doubtful. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I yeah, like I was I was hoodwinked buy this game because like oh it's got like really great reviews all the reviews say oh if you like dnd you'll like this game but all the stuff that i like about dnd in real life aren't here in terms of like zaniness uh in terms of like combat i i feel like is interesting when colin does it uh, because it's in service of <laughs> well, something right it's, it's advancing something like oh like because we win this combat we'll be able to do x y and z but here it's like the combat is the draw and i don't i think it's like backwards incentive wise um so i think like this game and it's a shame because like everything else about the game is competently done like the interface is clean like there's a zillion rules but like it's easy to like scroll like find them and scroll through and like figure out okay like all this stuff it is very clear how you build a character there's a lot of complexity i think in the dnd &D world that you can get overly bamboozled by and i think that this game does a good job of like hey i just want to jump in i just want to like create five sorcerers in like 30 seconds and go on adventure with them boom 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 you're done like able to do that or if you want to like really finely tune bespoke them you can do that too i think it does a good job um the art i think is okay i think it's serviceable for the most part but um it's not overly offensive uh the opposite side of the coin i think is stay tuned for sure tales of majayal which is not the prettiest looking game has like a very obtuse interface but i think is five thousand percent more fun than this game uh so for me i'm putting this behind din's curse uh and above hack slash and loot uh for my 14th out of 17th ranked game uh i kept thinking like man like Din's Curse just like literally has about the same amount of like nothing happening, but it's so much more fun to play because it's just complete insanity the whole time. And there's no like 
10 foot tall uh, super leprechauns that you fight in this game, which is a big miss. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I think it is, it is well housed in that, like all for, for how ugly Din's curse is. It's a lot more fun versus something that looks a lot better with low magic age, but is significantly less fun because of all those other systems. Yeah, I mean, you're going to find me agreeing with you all for once here, I think. Uh, I shouldn't say for once. We we tend to agree on, on a lot of these. But um, yeah, low magic age. Um, I, I have my out of 10 system, which I convert to, to rank. But out of 10, I give it a four. Um, and my threshold for like a recommend is like at least a six or above. And so this falls well below the recommend um, level. And like just to put it in comparison with some of the other games. Um, yeah, Din's Curse, I gave a 4.5. I did think Din's Curse was better. I, I, I thought, uh, what do I have here as a worst? Oh, a Valley Without Wind, of course, the worst <laughs> game. Too. Um, but Cargo Commander and Hack, Hack Slash and Loot, I also said, were slightly worse. So um, this game ends up being 12 on my list um, out of uh, the 17, just because I thought those games were... I mean, at least this one, I could sit there and watch the auto battler or like do other things. It didn't force my attention and I could just be like, oh, mm-hmm. tune in. Here we go. There's something happening. Okay, click away. And so, um, yeah, it, it's just not it's not a fun game. I don't play it and uh, at least not now. And um, uh, hopefully they can make some some of these improvements, some of these suggestions we're making, although they're pretty fundamental, large changes for the most part. I realized that I had two number two games. So now it's down to uh, number 14 out of 17. <laughs> so it's losing data. rankings fast. Got to clean up that garbage data. Well, I have three. I have three that are tied for third place. And so like when I say 12, I mean, really, it's like that's why the rank. I don't know why we can't just switch this out of 10 system. That's a much better system. <laughs> we got to normalize it somehow. I think I think the rank makes more sense than a out of 10 score. But but it, I can't it, tell you which ones has a higher rank between like these three that are at like rank three. So. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but let's just leave it at that. Then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ten thousand years from now, when when aliens are uncovering this podcast and they're like, Ooh, they're still <laughs> they'll know not to play low magic cage, <laughs> and they should play cockrind. Yes, that is an objective <clears throat> fact. Uh, well, yeah, that's debatable, but um, but uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for our. Uh, low magic age episode uh, if you want to get in touch with the show you can email us at grogpodzone at gmail.com uh, we'll read your your letter on the air there's only so many YouTube comments that we could we could fit into one episode so uh, Mastodon grogpod, grogpod at gamedev.place and our website where we have all of our rankings and previous shows and all that good stuff grogpod.zone our next episode is not a, a swindle episode is a verified solid good one we're doing a bundle episode on both the hand of fate games so we're, we'll be covering hand of fate one and hand of fate two which i'm very excited about i'm almost i i keep desperately trying to beat the final boss of hand of fate one and i'm just like i, I could move on to hand of fate two at any time i could do it but i'm so close and it just come, 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 come. but you know. i haven't played either so i'm excited and I played two, and I thought it was a great game. So I'm looking forward to, to refreshing uh, on that and then playing the first one. Indeed. Well, let's give it a hand for Low Magic Age. Yeah. As, we, <laughs> as we very uh, dutifully transition uh, to the end of the program with a, a solid segue out of the show with more explanation as to the fact that it's the end of the show. And we'll see you next week. We'll, Bye. We'll, wait, wait, wait. We'll <laughs> see you next time. 
in the dungeons. Ooh. I don't know if that's a good one. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. All right. Fate, fate, <laughs> hand, hand, fate, two. Next time. Dungeons. Stop recording.